Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. So you want Esther up in the crow's nest? Yes. Is Mercer going to be okay with that? No. <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> The adventure continues after the party slips the grasp of Blackrift in Greyhaven and sets sail in search of the fallen star. Their first stop, the volcanic archipelago known as the Blazing Isles. The party must pit their ship against floating mists, sunken reefs, and smoking turmoil to find safe landing on the jungle island of Ignaka. There, the party will follow the astral compass through foes and deadly terrain to the island's volcano heart where they can enter forgotten tunnels and pursue the next star fragment in amid the ruins of an ancient civilization. They're not the only ones searching, however. An armada of ships from Blackrift patrol the Blazing Isles at cruel King Wolfric's command. The king possesses a twin of the party's astral compass, the only other in existence. More than anything, Wolfric desires to claim the lands of the Greenwald for his own, and plans to use the magic of the Fallen Star to do so. Unless the party gets the fragment first, the civilized world may fall under Blackrift domination. Recording! Yay! So we're on to another episode of the LARP Channel's RPG project. We are officially in book number two of Voyage of the Fallen Star yeah. called Roar of the Blazing Isles. For those of you following us on Spotify and any other podcast platforms, I'm going to start using the titles of the books for my own organization. capable organization. That's a good right. idea. So last time we left off, you guys had just retaken the ship from Blackrift Warriors. Yeah. <coughs> and Captain Catapult and his crew, Magnus, exited Mercer's body after Mercer and Selene had both gone down from the fight. Um, Hal stepped over, kind of stepped over them, stand between the, the, the pirates and Mercer and Selene keep them safe. Zabek uh, handled her own between two people and Magnus exits Mercer's body, possesses one of the pirates who in turn creates the turn of the tide, as you will, to save the crew, at which point Zabak goes and heals Mercer and Selene, if I'm correct. Yes. And uh, at that point, Magnus, possessing that one pirate's body, drops all of his gear and sends him overboard and then leaves the guy's body, so now he's stuck in the water. Goes downstairs where Catapult and another crew member who was the helmswoman trying to sail the ship, possesses Catapult's body, slices the woman's throat with his sword. Which gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> if I haven't said it already... Listener discretions advised. Not all these episodes are suitable for every listener. 
We try to keep it clean when the kids are around, but there are times where things get a little hectic. And you know what? We're adults, so, you know. Yeah. Deal with it. Okay. So from there, while Hal has not actually, like, assumed leadership of the ship, it's probably, I'm going to assume it's a safe bet to kind of say you guys are on a equal level with him of explaining here's how you handle the rigging, here's how you handle the sails, here's when we weigh, want to weigh anchor, here's when we want to roll up the sails or let loose the sails, etc., etc. And he's kind of given that like teacher-mentor mode. Yeah. So before we go any farther, I need to know where everybody is at on the boat. I'm going to put catapult... I want to up. be hanging from the crow's nest if I cannot fit into it. Okay, you said I. Which I are we talking about? Uh, Esther or Isabel? Esther, of course. So you want Esther up in the crow's nest? Yes. Is Mercer going to be okay with that? No. <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> he is little. Short man syndrome! All Just right. a little. Just a little. Okay, so who's going up into the crow's nest? Mercer right. is. Fine. All right, so Mercer's going to be up in the crow's nest. And Esther's just going to let you have it. Um, as a side note, for you, because I did actually read this in the book, it takes two rounds to actually <clears throat> climb the length of the mm -hmm. ladder to get up to the crow's nest. Yep. And then if you successfully have climbed during chaotic moments, like if there's a storm at sea or if you're in a fight, or as a dash action, you can get all the way up there if you're successful without getting hit, hurt, knocked off, whatever. Yep. And at the end of that turn, you're able to flip over into the crow's nest. In case that comes up in a later encounter or something. Got it. So with that being said, Mercer's up there. Since it's your character, I'll ask you, where's Celine going to be at? Uh, honestly, she's probably going to be below deck. Um, so down here somewhere? Yep. In the quarters? At Pro the probably in the quarters. To start with, at least. Her back in the quarters. Where is Zabak and Esther going to be? Zabak will be on the prow. The, the bow of the ship? No, the prow. The very, where, right where the, all the spray and everything's at. So the bow yeah. of the ship? Sure. <laughs> well, it's either that or it's back here at the very tail end of the ship. I'm just asking, which, which one is it going to be? The bow. Okay, so on she'll the, be up here with... On the sticky out mask thing on the front. She's, all, she's playing figurehead. Okay. And then where is Esther going to be? That's where Esther's going to be. On oh, you wanted Esther yes! up here. Okay. The back is just going to be hanging out at the helm. Just hanging out, not... Hanging out with Hal back here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So for the first five days of the sea voyage, heading towards the Blazing Isles, um, does Esther decide to become attuned to the yes. robe? Yes. Okay. So now that you are attuned to the robe, you can just simply look at the stars and know exactly where you're going at any given time. You're able to navigate by the stars just by looking at them, okay? And you have those six uses of magic missile at fifth level, okay? Just remember, if you use up all six, the magic from the robe dissipates. Yes, and there's no more magic. 
Right. Um, during those five days, it's assumed that you guys take your shifts, your rotations. Somebody's keeping an eye on the boat at all times. Um, how? I in turn reinfused my backpack and crafted two uh, wands and turned one of them into the uh, infused arcane focus for my two uh, arcane infusions. That's right, because you, you lost a backpack. Yeah, and, uh, all my stuff. Yep. Um, now, the stuff you guys did find on the wrecked ship, that you still have. That stuff, that happened during the sea voyage, so you had time to be able to find that stuff, which means that the uh, the bomb that you found in there, you still have that. So, from there, from there, you guys make your way to the Blazing Isles, also known as Ignica. God bless you. <laughs> First thing you guys notice from a distance is you're pretty certain that you've seen at least one or two Black Rift ships just at the horizon or just at the edge of the water, hundreds of miles away. You can tell there's another boat, and you can tell that, that people are around. So what I'm gonna do is, what did you guys officially decide to name the ship? What's it like the Star Searcher, the the Star Star Seeker? Star Seeker? Yeah. I think that was yeah. Okay. If not, that's what it is now. I'm writing it down. <laughs> that's the star name now. And our little uh, little uh, rowboat is called the Star Seeker Two. <laughs> uh, technically, well, yeah, yeah. The SS Mini. That's what it's called. The USS Mini. The SS Mini. Yep. Ah! Oh, that's funny. As you guys get closer to the island, you can tell that there's a multitude of little miniature islands. You can see a lot of fog. The heat raises by an easy 15, 20 degrees. Mercer's not happy. It is humid. It is hot. It is... I don't think any of us are pleased with that. Yeah, if you weren't sweating before at any given time, you are definitely sweating now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll a d20. If I roll between a 1 and a 10, there's the potential chance to run into some sort of dangerous encounter. If I roll an 11 or a 20, you guys are fine. And depending on how those rolls are persisting, you're guaranteed to at least have one in, one skill check encounter that you guys have to make. And because that seems to be really, really loud, we won't use that. Alright. You ready? You guys want me to go over what different skill checks you guys can do for different stuff? Like what they'd be for, etc. Uh, sure. Okay. So... 
the skills that would be most prevalent at any given time would be athletics, which would be for hoisting the sails, weighing anchor, bailing water, heaving hoe. Which heaving I, hoe. I'm going to say this again to our listeners. If anybody can figure out what heaving hoe is, please write it in a comment somewhere so I know what that that's means. Where, that's where Esther gets yeeted off the boat. Huh? That's where Esther gets yeeted off the boat. Oh, <laughs> you have um, an, animal handling, which is for distracting or engaging with sea life. Acrobatics for rigging lines and tending sails. Um, let's see here. Nature checks for reading the wind and waves, forecasting weather. If Esther has to do that at any given time, because she has the robe on, mm-hmm. she can have an advantage on that. Uh, investigation would be for plotting courses and navigating. I'm sorry, the investigation for plotting courses and navigating, that's what she would have the uh, advantage on, not the not reading the winds and waves. Insight would be for anticipating an, emer- an enemy's next move. Perception, keeping a lookout, estimating depth and distance. Survival for riding the ship, which is another one, if anybody figures that out, please comment and tell me what that is. Tacking the wind and blunting weather hazards. And then stealth checks for avoiding detection by careful maneuvering, muffling, muffling, rigging, or reducing the ship's profile. Oh, All right. Okay. So if we end up having an encounter, I will tell you what the encounter is, what it does, and what skill checks are appropriate for trying to get past it. Okay. Hal, being the helmsman, is not able to help because he's steering the ship. Yes. Catapult, however, can aid one person. With that being said, if you guys all decide that all four characters are going to try to do skill checks, at least three out of the four of them need to succeed the DC for it to be a success. If any other characters decide to aid one another, then everybody rolling on the skill check has to succeed in order for it to be a success. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. First roll. 18. So for the first hour, as you guys are making your way through the geysers and the mist and the fog and everything, you're fine. Yay. Second hour, you guys are fine. Third hour, ooh, that's an eight. So let's see what happens. Dense fog. Perfect. An envelop- Oregon Trail? <laughs> An enveloping fog creates a wall of mist in all directions around the ship. So you guys need investigation, perception, or survival in order to make your way through. First thing I need to know is who's doing skill checks, who is not doing skill checks. I mean, I suppose Esther shall do a skill check. Esther, what about Zebek? Uh, yeah, they'll both do, uh... I'll do Mercer well, roll well. Investigation? Is Celine going to make her way up and do skill check as well? No, for the moment she's going to hang out down there. Okay. Is anybody going to be taking advantage of Magnus helping? I will. For Mercer? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Mercer will get to roll at advantage. Now, are we able to both use the same skill check? Yeah, if, you, if all three if all three characters are doing the same skill check, that's perfectly fine. Okay. I'm just giving you a list of what options you have. Doing investigation. Okay. 
What is Zabak and Esther doing? Uh, they're do, trying to see through the fog and shit. So. Um, which, which skill are they doing? Investigation, perception, or survival? It, it's you can pick different ones for each character too. This would actually be. They'll both just do survival. Um, Esther got a four. Hang on, hang on. One thing at a time here. Yeah. Okay, so survival mm -hmm. for Esther and Zabak. Yeah. And Mercer is doing... Investigation. Investigation. And Killian is helping Mercer, correct? Yep. Okay. So, go ahead and make your skill check rolls. Okay. I, I got a uh, 13. 13? That's a success. What did Zabak and Esther get? Uh, one of them got a four, one of them got 20 total. Okay, so because not everybody's doing it, there's only three of you. Sorry. Technically, only two of you succeeded, so that's going to be a fail. With that being said, as you guys are trying to kind of muddle your way, just get through the, fro the fog, um, the ship does a sudden shake. Uh-oh. As it hits something, you hear the sound of wood cracking. Oh. I need a dexterity saving throw from everybody. Good job, guys! Oh, okay. Oh, is it dex? Yep. Oh. That's not good. That is not good at all. Everybody rolled. 13 and 18. Mercer got a 15, Celine got a 19. Okay, so Mercer and Celine are fine. 13 what and it, 18. Okay, who got which ones? Uh, Zabak got the 13, Esther got the 18. Okay, so Zabak hits her head oh. when that happens and she takes one point of bludgeoning damage. Ow. As well as you guys hear Hal go. Ugh! And Zabak sees how slump over. Well, no, he doesn't slump over, but he hits his head on the, the helm. Poor guy. And Zabak is knocked prone, but Hal's able to hang on to the helm and go, ugh. You good? Yeah, he's got a small little crack on his head where you see it's just the smallest little trickle of blood coming down his face. He's like, I'll be all right. Oh, that hurt. So the back is knocked prone. Ouch. Well, she's just going to stand back up. The opportunity and he goes, I don't know what we hit, but somebody needs to run downstairs and check for a hull breach. All right. Celine was already checking. Celine wouldn't be able to hear him because she's below deck. No, but she would feel the jar and would go, look. Okay. So give me a just a straight D twenty roll and tell me what you get. Nine. Nine? Okay. Right here, she gets to right here, and she sees a small set of cracks where water is spraying. Like almost oh. like a mend, mist. Mend, mend, mend. Mm. 
want to consider that minor cracks damage? She said minor, so mend, 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 mend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's an, it's an interesting way of doing it. Okay. I'll give it to you. <clears throat> All right. So dealing with that and stuff kind of kills that hour, so it means we got another hour to go through. Done three so far. I said five, but we had to add an hour, so I got to do three more. So it'll be six total. Hmm. I got. Okay. Another one. Dun, dun, dun. Adverse winds. Sudden strong winds catch the ship's sails, pushing it into an uncontrollable speed. No. Your guys' options for skill checks on this challenge are athletics, acrobatics, nature, and survival. Is Celine going to come upstairs at this point? Or is she going to stay below deck? At this point, since we, we had the incident with the cracks, she's going to just keep doing some like general patrols down below. So, just looking okay. for anything to, that needs to be taken care of. Okay. So that means everybody's got to make the skill check. Um, I need to know who's doing what skill and if Killian or Killian, if Magnus is helping anybody, who it is. I will take Magnus' help again and it will be for um Oh shoot, remind me of those checks again. Sorry. You have athletics, acrobatics, nature, and survival. Nature. Okay. What about Zabak and Esther? What are they? What skill checks are they going to do? What were they again? Say it. Just say it again. I'm going to mark them. Athletics, acrobatics, nature, and survival. Just as a heads up, those are possible prone to change depending on which encounter you run into. Okay, they're both going to make acrobatics checks. Oh man. Okay. So acrobatics checks, nature check. Nature check with a nineteen. That's a pass. Well, Zabak got an 8, and Esther got an 18. All right. The uh, 8 fails, the 18 passes. Oh, shoot. Okay. So, Hal's able to maintain himself on the helm with these winds going crazy. Real, realistically, he was trying to get you guys to furl the sails up so that they weren't picking up the wind so much. It obviously proved to be too difficult. And from the back of the ship, you now hear another crack. You don't feel a jut or anything, but you hear a crack. And uh, he goes, ah, crap, I think the rudder's been cracked. We're going to need to fix that before we can keep going, otherwise we're dead in the water. Okay, so I'm actually going to change this. You guys don't have a cracked rudder. You have a cracked mast. Oh, my mast. <laughs> the winds catch the, the sails catch the winds, and it's too much for the mast to handle, and there's now a small little hairline fractured crack in the no. mast. And um, bigger than a foot? Hmm? Is it bigger than a foot? Um, you know what? I'll roll a d20. Evens or odds? Evens. Yes. Yes? Yes. Ow. Oh. So where can we go? 
Hi-ho, hi-ho. That being said, that also actually causes another danger encounter to occur because oh, on, you're man. working off of a damaged ship now. The speed of the ship is reduced because the, the sail can't catch the wind properly to allow the ship to sail at its full potential. Oh, wrong set of dice. Alright, so I've got that. What I am going to do is I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to try to repair the mast before you run into this second situation. This starts to amass and occur as you guys are working on the repairs of the mast. Uh -oh. okay. Alright, so what do you guys go about doing to try to repair the mast? Carpentry, uh, carpentry or whatever. So like a craft skill? Yeah. I mean, I will do, I have woodworking, I will Oh, okay. Yeah, you see what I can do about that. Yeah. More people uh, makes it easy, makes it, here's what I'm going to say. If more characters try to help aid in repairing it, which I didn't do this, but I should have, Mercer should have had to make <coughs> a very nasty dexterity save to avoid falling out of the crow's nest from the mast cracking. <laughs> I'll say he safely got out of the crow's nest and got down He's to the crow like before anything happened. The more players that invest time into helping repair, the lower the DC roll is. Yes. So if everybody's on board with trying to help provide uh, aid yeah. or help, yeah. is Celine coming upstairs? Yeah, yet? she'll come up. And okay. Help. So Celine comes up. Mercer's right there. I'm assuming Esther's here now too. So there's the back working on it. She will, uh, she'll, uh, you know, give Mercer a little cheer. Go, oh, Mercer, you can do it, and give him bardic inspiration. Okay. Is anybody going to have Magnus try to lend aid? Why not? Give them Can't advantage. Can't anyway, yeah. so might as well. It's his ship too. He does not lend aid. Wait, yeah. no, I'm sorry. I, I don't need to roll for that. What am I doing? That yeah, he lends brother. aid. Uh, who's he helping? Who's Magnus helping? Uh, probably help Mercer again. Yeah. Okay. So Celine's working on her own then as well? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Mercer will go at advantage. And everybody needs to give me a at least a 11 skill save. Okay. Told you it was going to be low if everybody committed. Mercer. Hi. Celine. Okay. Uh-oh. can't see it at the moment, but all right. Well, I'm just showing you the three colors. Right. What, what check am I doing? You're doing like a basic craft check. Craft. Uh, I'm not sure what yellow would fall under. I've got acrobatics, animal handling, arcana, athletics, deception, history, insight, intimidation, investigation. Are you having me see this? Uh, Just showing you. I'm good. 19 and a 70. Slide of hand? No. What What are the skills? Acrobatics, animal. What did you roll for your woodwork? I did woodwork. It's just using my, my wood carving tools. I don't have that. So, Mercer got a 19. Okay, dex, so I'll have you... basic dex? No, it wouldn't be dex. It would be strength. Oh, oh. So, yeah, just make basic strength rolls then. Okay, well, Esther got a 9. No. 8. Got an eight and no. The back, sorry, the back got an eight and so did Esther. 
So both eights? Okay. So between Celine and Mercer, you guys get it about halfway there. You can still see some spots where it's not quite lining up. Is it less than a foot? Basically what you guys are doing are taking extra patches of wood and nailing over it to add support at the base. Okay. So the crack is still there. You're just trying to, until, because what's going to happen is once you guys are able to dock a ship, that's when Hal is going to go, okay, I'm going to make for the island as well, but I'm going to do it in a separate area where there's less stuff going on, if anything, and try to find us uh, better lumber, essentially, to try to repair the mast easier. Got it. So, I mean, I figured if we can get the mast to where it's back in, in line, it's... Speaking of just a crack, it just it's split, so there's all the material still technically there. Yeah. Correct. So as long as we can get the crack seated and it's less than a foot, we can mend it. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and that's very possible. You guys can easily try to go for that. It's a great idea. Um, are all four of you going to try to do it a second time? To yeah. Okay. What did Zabak and Esther Zabak get? Zabak got a 15. That's good. Esther got an 18. That's good. 18 for Celine and Mercer got a 16. Okay. So you guys are able to, to, between pulling on ropes to get it lined up, getting wood lined up, Celine's sitting there looking at, I'm assuming Celine's the one with the men's spell. Both Mercer and uh, Celine both have it. Okay, so which one casts it then? Both. Okay. So they're both trying to stand there going, okay, a little bit to the left. With the right there, and they both cast it at the same time and just nice. We're good. We're fixed. Woo! How's like? Do you guys get it fixed? It's fixed, fixed. Good, because we just hit something. Oh man! Off the port bow. Great. Mercer and Celine run down below deck. All right, so first things first, we're going to have to do another skill check. Shipwreck. Debris and wreckage from some fishing vessel portends rocks, or worse, dead ahead. Lovely. Well, let's deal with that. Do, uh... Now, I will say this. Mercer and Celine don't see any damage, but you know you're going to hit something else. What you heard was small pieces of wood from that debris hitting the boat. So it's like, okay... That was the initial red flag. We're going to have some problem. Investigation for Mercer. Hang on, hang on. You've got athletics, nature, investigation, and perception. So investigation works. And uh, Celine will give inspiration to uh, uh, Esther. Okay. Okay. So Celine's so still a, doing a skill so check as well? Basically you roll, and if you think that it's not good enough, you can add a d6 to your roll. Okay. And this is for what skill yet? I zoned out for a second, sorry. You have the options of athletics, nature, investigation, or perception. Mm. We need to know who's doing what. Well, first I need to know who's doing the skill challenge. And then, and then, uh... You said Mercer's doing investigation. Yep, and he'll get assistance from... Magnus? Magnus. Sorry, I'm trying to Is Celine doing the skill check? Yes. 
Well, we're yeah. this, well, we're this hang on, she was doing perception. Perception. You have. Go slow. Athletics, nature, investigation, perception. What is Zabak and Esther doing? Athletics, investigation, nature, and perception. Perception. It's going to have to be perception. For both of them? Yes. Okay, I want you to roll once for one of them. Tell me what that is, and then roll for the other one. Mage. Remember, Esther has the inspiration, so what is that a re roll? If she, it's a, it's, she can basically she can roll, see what the score is. If she doesn't think that she's quite there with her check, she can roll the d6 and add that to her roll. She can use that once within 10 minutes. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I guess she will use that. Um, What'd you roll? Esther got 12, uh, 13, 18. Okay. And the back got... Just a 16. 16? Okay. What did Mercer and Celine get? 18 for Mercer and a 20 for Celine. You guys make it. You're able to avoid what you didn't see because of the waves at first, but you see a bunch of rocks and you see what le what's left of the remnants of a fishing vessel. When I say remnants, I mean you're seeing a few molded, soaking wet planks of wood, a piece of what appears to probably have been part of a mast, and maybe a small chunk of a piece of helm. So nothing worth worth trying to salvage, but you can see where this boat had hit these sharp rocks and obliterated the boat. Got it. Poor boat. So that was, what did we do, four? Yes. So we got two more left. Nothing happens in the fifth hour. For the last hour, you guys think you hit another area of dense fog, but you're seeing little blips in the fog as well as you start to see closer up to the island. And is Mercer back up in the crow's nest? Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Put, That's a tidy hole. Yep. Put Esther and. Magnus back up here at the front. There's a back's back here. And where is Celine at now? Uh, she's just gonna, she, honestly, she's just gonna be kind of like wandering all over the place. Okay, so we'll just leave her right there then. As you guys are looking through the blips of the mist and Hal's like trying to figure out his way through, you guys, you don't see Black Rift ships like right there in front of you. But you're seeing Black Rift ships, and you can tell that you're hiding really well in the fog. You're also getting glimpses of one side of the island, where it's blatantly obvious that Black Rift has set up a series of camps on one side of the island. And it looks like they've set up an excavation site. Oh, cool. From that, I will give all of you guys if you have, if you can take a ten, go ahead and take a ten. If not, make a basic intelligence check. Uh, 
kind of like one of those two plus two equals four moments. Oh, that's true. Now, if you don't make the roll, don't assume that you're an idiot. It just means you've got other things on your mind right now. Selene and Mercer are golden. That's going to be a 21 from the back. Okay. And Esther rolled a one. Okay, so Esther is too uh, too distracted by everything else going on, and given how new she is to adventuring like this, that it, it makes perfect sense. Everybody else is kind of like seeing this and everything. Just from seeing the excavation site, you guys know you're there to collect the astral shard. So common sense would dictate that's what they're there for, which raises another really big question of... How did they know? It, exactly. If they are there for the astral shard, how did they know it's here? Nobody knows. Suspicious. But as you guys see all this, you can kind of see that Hal's guiding the ship away from that area of the island and trying to get around to the other side. <coughs> and finds a nice little spot where he can park the ship. Uh, park. He can... Ah! <laughs> it's not a car. You're not in a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Park That's the deep, deep moment of park the Park that ship, boy! Alright. He's found a spot dock. where it's safe to, not not dock, but weigh anchor. However, okay. there's no safe place to bring the ship close to shore because of how rocky it is. Oh no. You can already tell it's going to be kind of a pain to get the ship out. Oh great. He looks at all of you and he goes, alright, this is close as I can get. Let's swim. You guys are going to have to take the rowboat out and try to get there. That. Onward to the SS Mini. Let's go! Alright. So we'll set this out. Um, as before, I'm assuming it's Mercer, Celine, Zabak, and Esther going, right? Mm-hmm. <coughs> Hal kind of looks at you guys and goes, Hey, I know I don't need to say this, but obviously be careful. I know how these guys fight a lot. We'll stay safe and be hidden right here. Um, if you're able to find extra supplies and think you can bring them back, awesome. If not, don't worry about it. We'll see what we can do. If for some reason the ship is in imminent danger, I have a unique bolt that I've put together over the last few days. It's not that hard to do, but it will basically... Shoot! When I shoot it up in the air, it's going to look like a bright flame with ah, a smoke trail following behind it. If we're in danger and I need you guys to get back here to help save the ship, I'll launch that off so you guys can see it. Understood. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. So, tell me who's where on the boat. Um, I mean, we're getting off the boat, right? Well, I mean, on this little boat. Technically, it's mm. a straight line because of right. how it's set up. So I need to know who's at Esther the front. Esther will be at the bow. Esther uh, wants to be. Esther's the, the muscle, right? Yeah, man. No, she's going to be. No, the no, the back is the muscle. Oh, okay. So the back is going to be on the oars. Yeah. There. So Esther wants to be at the front. That means Celine and Mercer are not going to be near next to each other. That's fine. Where do who's going where? Uh. Keep Celine in the middle to keep her safe and put Mercer at the back in case. Yep. Okay. Celine here. Mercer here. Alright. Uh, let's see here. So, because of how bad the waves are with the rowing and everything, 
and how rocky the, the just the area in general is. Uh-oh. You guys are going to need to make three athletic checks to three. safely row the boat to shore. Come on, man. Everybody that's on the rowboat has to make an athletics check. We go on ground. Well, okay, that's a fortuitous start, I suppose. If you have any sort of a sailing background or related proficiency to make this, you can make it with advantage. Mm-hmm. Nope. Athletics, right? Athletics. Celine, surprisingly, is decent. Mercer is giving up the ghost. And there is no giving aid on this. Everybody has to make the check. Well, Esther rolled a nat 20. And Zavak got 18. Celine got an 18. Mercer got a uh, 7. Well. No, 6. 6. He got a 6. He's not a muscly boy. Well, uh, I'm not supposed to keep forgetting that. Alright. So, what I will do for Mercer is I will give you the chance to uh, regain your, your, your stature a little bit by giving you a wisdom perception check. Perception. If you succeed on that, then you were more the lookout on the boat than you were. How's he looking out from the way back? No, no, no. He can't. He can't see over the back. Get in my way. Get out of the way. I'm rowing the boat. Calm down. I got a four on my perception. Yeah, she's not putting up with your nonsense. Okay, so. Out of the four of you, that's technically a fail, so let's see what happens in the first round. We capsize and die. Roll new characters. A a strong current forces the boat into treacherous waters. All rowers must re-roll their strength athletic checks. Really? We only have one rower. So it's just the back has to re-roll. Oh! Eleven? Eleven? Nope. Bruh. 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 In the midst of trying to re-roll, you almost hit a sharp set of rocks and nearly destroying one of the oars. Luckily, no injuries, delays, or damage happened to the boat, and you guys are given a freebie of success. If you hit any more crashing surf rolls, pray that I roll another eight, because that's exactly what that is. All right, so that's your first roll. Second roll, um, we're going to change this up a little bit. Zabak is rowing, correct? Yeah. So Zabak needs, needs to make athletics checks. I will give everybody else the option to make perception checks to help be Zabak's eyes to watch out for rocks and hefty waves. That's a 19. Okay. Celine got a 20. Mercer got a uh, 14. And before you, before you roll, or before you deem whether we pass or fail, Selene is going to give Mercer Bardic Inspiration. I'm going to be that guy for a minute. I'll let it slide this time, but you need to tell me that before you roll. No, I don't. 
Why? That's not how bardic inspiration works. You can choose whether or not to do it after you make a skill check. Yeah. Really? Well, basically, well, basically, it's she gives the inspiration before the before the roll happens, and then he can use the inspiration when he deems he doesn't quite make sure he, he makes it because it's a bonus action. That doesn't seem right. It seems like it should be declared beforehand. Because yeah, uh, you can inspire others uh, stirring words of music, but as a bonus action on your turn, since it's our turn, uh, anyone you see within 60 feet of yourself who can hear you, the creature gains one bardic inspiration dice. Once within the next 10 minutes, the creature can roll that die and add the number to the roll of the ability check, attack roll, saving throw, it makes. You regain the expended use of bardic inspiration when you finish a long rest. Yeah, so it's a bonus action. Correct. So The way you described it sounded like a reaction. No, that's where my confusion came from. Yeah, so bonus action. Yeah, that's gonna bump him up to a twenty. Okay, he was fine, but okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, because we failed the last one, and we had three eighteens and a, and a, and a four. Yeah. So. Well, the four was what did you in, but that was also because everybody had a really high DC to make, and you guys got lucky because I rolled eight yeah. on your. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. She has one bardic inspiration left. So, now that we went through right. all of that, I forgot That's what everybody right. rolled. Is it back rolled? Uh, no, she doesn't. Cause she No, that was all four. Because she's given Mercer three and Esther one. Is it back rolled an 18? Mm-hmm. And what did Esther roll? Es- oh, Esther was supposed to. Yeah, perception check. Oh! Perception? Right. That's going to be 16. So those pass, and... So you guys make it through the second round. Third round of rolls. Woo! Anything changing? I wanna. Is anything changing, or is it Zabak growing and everybody else perception? She's the only muscle we yeah, got. Yeah, Okay. Muscle. Make the rolls. Uh, Ooh. Uh, I'm golden. 15 for Zabak. Okay, what did Esther get? Esther. Excuse me, seven. Okay. So, three out of four. That's technically a fail. Aww. Another strong current forces the boat into treacherous waters. Okay. The back needs to re-roll her athletics check. Row, row, uh. row, boat, gently down the stream. Fail. Six? Six? Nope. Okay. You gotta be kidding. Really? <clears throat> Character nearly misses another sharp set of rocks. No injuries, delays, or damage occur. Son of a. Okay, what are we even trying to accomplish here? I think Get to shore. I Get to just, shore. You know without, what? Let's just go back to the boat. This is obviously. You're, you're too close to the shore for it to make any sense to turn around and try to go back. And it it's counterintuitive because you're trying to get to the island to get the shard. So what we go back going back yes. to the ship. Alright. Fine. Do I have to make one more check? Yeah. Mercer No, that was your third one. That was the third? Okay. That was the third and one. And nobody died. But did you die? But did you die? No. Mercer sits there and starts. Row! 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 Yes. Row! And he's right behind. Oi! 
Right, that's incredibly helpful. It is, we're almost as short. Keep Shut going. Up. Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm gonna have to kill you later, aren't I? You can try. Do you have, you, boy. Do you have you a, a map of just water? No. That beach one right there? I got a beach one, but I don't have it. It's, it's, it's That'd be perfect if you'd be okay with letting me use it. I know it was kind of last minute, but I just realized that. Oops. Come on, DM. Be prepared. I didn't, I didn't remember that he had it. Perfect. Oh my gosh, that is absolutely perfect. Hey. Thank you. Very cool. This out of the way. This out of the way. This we don't need. Of course, we need to invest in a whip. Oh hmm? my. You're going to try to become oh Indiana my. Jones? No, no. As he's sitting there with his little little hand hand uh, microphone, bro, bro, bro. I said bro. I was gonna say I see he and Celine's relationship has evolved. I could easily see somebody going, okay, you might have short man syndrome if somebody picks you up. Somebody's gonna have backhand syndrome. You start throwing a whip. Wait, knock it off. Oh, did you fall in the water? I'm sorry. He drowns. <laughs> I got a whole new character. Oh. Alright, so we're gonna put them right here. Wait, 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 wait. Mercer can't swim? <sighs> He's not very athletic. That was who you were using as Celine. Oh, yes, the barmaid. <laughs> and the fact that he's, you know, wearing scale mail. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, even if he knew how to just float on his back, then they don't do it. All right, so. Okay, so how many delays did we run into? Uh, <coughs> Out of those three? three? Well, no, you guys successfully made one of the three checks. So you failed the other two, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Mercer will drown because he's wearing mail. Right, yep, about a green. <laughs> what happened to my... There it is. Bam. So, you guys will direct your attention. But he'll go middle need... fingers in the air. <laughs> I need that. Three, four, five. Is this really... I didn't have time to Seven. I don't care what numbers they are as long as we have distinguishing numbers. One, two. One, two, three, four, five. Yep, it's perfect. Boom, boom, boom. Alright. So you guys pull up to shore. You're kinda well you no, you aren't kinda. You are completely distracted. Uh oh. To the point where you're not paying attention to anything. Uh oh. Celine's trying to avoid falling in the waters. Her back's 
huffing and puffing. Esther's just like trying to hold herself and Marcia's bro, bro, come on, we're almost there. Bro. You guys get the boat pulled up. I'm not even gonna take a guess at who it is, but one of y'all is like, get out of the boat, get it pulled up. Mercer. Come on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Probably Mercer. You guys get the boat pulled up. So what I'm going to do, everybody gets to make a perception check, all right? Here's what happens. If you fail the perception check as a group, they get a free action, and then you go into initiative. If you make it, you guys just go straight into initiative. Oh, Make well. sense? Okay. All right. So, let me, you guys have gotten the boat out. Oh, no. Out of the boat. We're going to fail it. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So... You guys are pulling the ship up, and immediately you see th two throwing axes hit the sand right as you pull the boat up, ah. and then hear a uh, crossbow bolt go off, and it hits the rowboat. Well. And that's when you guys turn around and see five Black Rift guards and an unusual-looking elf at the back. Not a drow, but a gray-skinned oh. elf. Ooh, not a drow. Not a drow. She's she's dressed up in a blackish sort of leather mm -hmm. and has kind of like a, a black wedding veil, but it only covers her nose and her mouth, so a mask. You can still see her face, but it's just slightly obscured. Yeah, mesh. Ooh, okay, okay. So. Esther is turned on. <laughs> what the? Really? Okay. Esther is one of those, I'm attracted to everybody. So, we have, sit back, Mercer, so, what am I doing? I have this right in front of me. Sit back, Mercer, Celine, Esther, back rift, and the unknown lady. Okay. I gotta roll for them. You guys are all gonna roll initiative. Mm -hmm. I already did. Well, I did not roll well. Not horrible. So I'm losing my mind. Get. 17. What's Mercer's dexterity and what's Zabak's dexterity? Uh, or, sorry, no. Oh. Uh, 16. Oh, also 16. Both of you roll me d20s. You can have it. Okay. Alright. I was gonna roll both. No, I'd rather have the muscle go first. Yes. What did Celine get? Uh, she got a uh, 15. 
And what did Esther get? Esther got five. What's Esther's dexterity? Esther's, uh, Esther's dex is 16. Okay. Let me do all this configuration stuff. I'll set that there so I can go back to it. Alright, so we have Zabak going first. Mercer is going second. What's Celine's uh, dexterity? Jeez, everybody rolled the same numbers. Uh, 14. 14. So Celine goes third. Black Rift goes fourth. The unknown elf lady goes fifth. And Esther is in the end. Bring us the rear! So, Zabak, you're first. What are you doing? Alright then. <clears throat> Pulls out her mace. Warhammer. Sorry. Just. The Warhammer or the Battle Axe? Because you have uh, both. Uh, Warhammer. Okay. I have battle Axes. Yeah, you kept one of the Battle Axes from the very first Black Rift encounter back uh, on the, right. at Greyhaven. attack. She's gonna wait up just rah! she's got move speed of thirty so she's gonna get she's gonna get all the way up there. Yeah who's she going up to? Um uh, that guy that you just touched. Number four right yeah. here? So five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. She is a barbarian, right? Yeah. Okay, so she has advantage but then Second. they have advantage on her. Reckless attack. Now does that advantage Ooh, that they get only apply to him or anybody? To me. No 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 Oh only you to get... him. Only to him. He's the one I'm recklessly attacking. So nobody else has advantage against you if they hit you? I don't think so. That's what I'm needing to know. I'm pretty sure it's just him because he's the focus. Yeah. Let's look up the Barbarian real quick That's and then double check. Starting at second level, you can throw aside all concern for defense to attack with fierce dis desperation. When you make your first attack on your turn, you can decide to attack recklessly. Doing so gives you advantage on melee weapon attack rolls using strength during this turn. But attack rolls against you have advantage until your next turn. So everybody gets advantage oh, against shit. you. Okay. Well, right. So I guess you rolled with advantage against them. Yeah. What'd you get? I got a 21. One. <laughs> that that is definitely a hit. Okay. Okay. Okay, seven. I mean, I guess that was worth it. Which one did you hit? Number four? Yeah. And you hit him for seven? Yes. He did not like that. Well, he can just get wrecked. The back, don't hesitate. I won't hesitate, bitch. Alright, so Mercer, your turn. So Mercer is going to... Um, 
he's going to move diagonally um, to where that puts him in line with the one that's directly in front of Zebek and number three directly. So you're wanting to move to right here? Uh, so um, come up two, two squares from where you're at. In here? Uh, and then over two more towards me right there. So I got a straight line, 30 foot. And... Um, yeah, okay. So you're moving 15 feet to right here. And Mercer, like, take this! Tasha's caustic brew. And so he spews a line of acid. Oh, nice. 30 foot. Okay, so do they need to make saving throws? I will tell you here in a second. Uh, they need to make dexterity saving throws. A 19 for first one. So he'll take half. Oh, wait. I'm looking at the wrong stats. My mistake. That's 18 for the first one. Oh, there's my dice. And that's a 1, so critical fail for the second one. Awesome. So, yeah, so each creature in the line must see a dexterity saving throw or be covered in acid for the spell's duration, or until a creature uses its action to scrape the acid or wash the acid off of itself or another creature. The creature covered in acid takes 2d4 acid damage at the start of each of its turns. How much damage did you do? Five points. Okay. So number four made the roll. So he'll take two. Two points of damage. And three will take five. Alright. Now does the continuing acid apply to both of them still? Mm-hmm. Even though he made the save? Yep. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I was going to say, because that doesn't make sense to make a save. No, so, no, I'm sorry. The number one did not. He's He oh. avoided the acid, oh, so okay. he, he did, actually doesn't take any damage. I'm sorry. Okay, so he's still up at four. But number three did take damage. Yes, and, and he will continue to take acid damage until he takes his action to scrape it off. Okay. Do you do anything else, or is that your turn? Um... Then I will shift my angle. No, I'm gonna stay right there. No, I'm, I'm good. Alright. So, Celine. She will cast Mage Armor. Okay. Is that all she's doing? Uh. <laughs> Let's see. for action. That's an action. Uh, yes. 
Did Celine move? No, she did not. Okay, so she just cast Mage on her, right? Yep. Okay. It is their turn. Uh, so, 5, 10, 15. Mercer has one on him. Oh, wait, that one's got the acid on them, so they're not doing anything. Okay, so Celine and Esther are getting throwing axes thrown at them. So first attack against Celine is a ten. Yes. And against Esther, eleven. It's a fourteen. Ha ha! Miss. Miss. Okay. Is that the purple marker that we got? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought it was the source of the gravy smell, but nope. I can't figure out. Mercer no. has a guard things. on him Snow who is swinging an axe at him. For 18. To hit? To hit. He hits. Ooh, you take max damage, so 9 points of damage. Alright, so I got a concentration roll of DC 10. So my acid sputters out. Alright. This guy that had the acid on him starts ah! trying to get the acid off. Does he take additional damage on his turn or is that only on your turn that he would have continued to take damage? Uh it's on their turn. Okay. So roll your damage for him, because that would have applied beforehand. That should have applied at the beginning of the turn, shouldn't it have? Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and roll that damage. Uh four points. Points. And that's number three. He ain't looking too good. And then Zabak has the one that she hit hitting back. Ah! Uh, and misses horribly, horribly bad. Not critically misses, but misses horribly, horribly bad. Ah! Just. Out of pure... Oh, wait, no. Advantage. Because you used Reckless Attack. I forgot about that. That's a 16. Ha-ha! No. You missed. Still misses? Okay. Yeah. So that's their turn. It's the Wondrous Elf's turn. <clears throat> And she cannot decide who has her attention at the moment between Zabak and Mercer. So evens Zabak, Mer odds Mercer. Evens, it's Zabak. No! I say nay nay. I say ha ha. Nee. <laughs> I say punch in the face. Hey, I just took nine points of damage. Mercer's not looking good. Ooh, so you see the mysterious elf lady pull two small daggers that distinctively look like throwing daggers out, and she chucks both of them at the same time. Ah! One of them flies right past Zabak's head and just lands in the sand. The other one 
lands square into Zabak's head. Oh, come on, man! What did she roll a crit? Yeah, I rolled a twenty. Mm. But here's a, here's the here's the caveat: Is it magical? It is not magical. You and you take are resistant because you're raging. Oh wait, no, you're not raging. No, yet. I. No, you are gonna eat yeah. that. Yeah. But, but yeah. luckily for you, I rolled minimum damage, so you take four points as that thing clack, clack, uh, catches you right across the side of the head. Okay. Worst type of critical hit ever when you roll minimum damage on a crit. I'm sorry, five points. Add one more point because. Oh man. I'm, yeah, it's five because it's plus three, right. and I rolled right. a one, and that one gets doubled to two. How dare you? So two plus three. That's all I have. And now it's Esther's turn. Okay, Esther is going to magic missile the shit out of the guy in front of Zabak. Roll your first missile against this guy. It's going to be a four. Plus one? Yeah, that's, or is that that, that, that's the total. Okay, you kill him. Aha! So who else are you shooting the missiles at? The one in front of Mercer! That's gonna be eight. Pew, pew, pew. He all of a sudden is not looking too good. <laughs> Get wrecked. And we are back up at the top of the line. Zabak. All right. Zabak. She is going to move over to Miss Stabby Bitch and wallop her. Rage! Rage. Oh, no. Okay, so now that Zabak, Celine, and Esther have a clear line of sight of her, mm-hmm. you notice a, uh, a chain of heavy iron links around the waist worn like a belt. But it also looks like this can easily be removed very quickly. Okay, alright. She's gonna go for it. And she's gonna try to hit her. Gotta move her up. Oh, is the back's coming up to yeah, her? Yeah, she's gonna get in there. Okay, so I'm gonna set him off to the side. 5, 10, 15, 20. And is an 8 gonna hit her? Nope. Okay, well, there you go. Did you rage? Yeah. What all does rage give you? I forget. Basically, it gives her damage resistance to bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing. Yeah. It also gives her plus two damage to her damage attacks. Yes. Okay. That's it. That's the one. So, yeah. I just run up there. Ah! Yell in her face. Very scary. She's terrified. No. Alright. Hey, guess what? We started selling merchandise. Check out the link in the description below and see what we've got. So that's Zabak's turn. Mercer's turn. Uh, at this point, he is going to take his disadvantage to cast in melee uh, to hit the guy right in front of him. All right. And he's going to cast Firebolt. Does a 
12 hit him? No. Yeah, he misses. You, you throw the wand up and you just right past his head. It's like, <laughs> not so easy, huh? <laughs> I can see the look on Mercer's face. Mercer looks at his wand for a second, looks at him, looks back at the wand, gives him that, uh... Like kick you in your shins look? Uh, that <laughs> evil grin of, I know where this is going next round. <laughs> okay. Um, Celine's turn. Uh, she will then cast uh, Firebolt on the one on Mercer. And a... Roll, please. Uh, 21 will hit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For 10 points of damage. And she just goes... Okay, so I'm giving this to you. This guy's got three hit points left. You just did a massive amount of damage. Tell me how you killed this guy. So, like like I said, she sits there, she channels her spell, and she casts it. And it goes, and just as he's mouthing off to Mercer, it just hits him in the side of the face and just... And, like, all his hair is just completely burned off, and he's not looking... He's not smiling anymore. What was that spell? Firebolt. Damn. As a little firebolt hits him in the face and just scorches his face. Yeah, so as he just kind of sits there for a second, it's almost like one of those Mortal Kombat moments where he's just standing there wavering Mm -hmm. before he falls down. Mercer gets one solid look at this guy's face. No more face, just skull, blood, and muscle as he... You're not green anymore now, are you? Bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Does she do anything else? Uh, She will... She's going to move 30 feet, like, near Mercer, but trying to... uh, Not that close to the guard. She's going to go behind Mercer. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25... 30? Yep, and just kind of create space. Up to here? Yep. Okay. Alright. So, guard's turn. <coughs> this one is going to make its way here. 5, 10, 15, 20 to the back. Alright. Evens, Selene, Odds, Mercer. Mercer yells at him and goes, You coward! Are you trying to get his attention? He yells at him, whether he does or not. Okay. He still goes after Celine. 15 to right here. And this guy comes right up here to the back. Sounds like when you have three, three uh, classes that are casters. Yeah. It's like they, they don't have a lot of hit points. Well, that and the fact is, like, no one can really assist in melee. True. So, go counterclockwise here. The one on Esther. That is not what I wanted. That's not what I wanted. That was what I wanted. One on Esther swings a battle axe and is going to hit with a twenty-two. Or three points of damage. Man! 
Hey, I rolled low on damage. You're trying to kill me. No, I'm doing exactly what the guards would do. Wait, guard, Esther is the back, you said? Esther. Okay, yeah. One on Celine. And the one on Celine gives him, like, that, what's up, baby, kind of look as he goes to swing the axe. Uh, 13. Misses. Wow, okay. And then the one on... Basically, as he goes to hit... As he comes in to make a strike, what weapon is he using? Battle axe. So as he comes in, it glances off this ethereal armor around her. Yeah, and he just kind of looks at me. Huh. Alright. And then the one on the back has advantage at the moment. Wait, why does she have advantage? Oh, never mind. Because you're being flanked right now. That's a 19 to hit. Ooh, right on the money. Four. Four points of damage. Ouch. Okay, come on. I'm being nice and having these guys swing the axes one-handed to hold one hand out like they're, for some stupid reason, instead of using the versatile perspective. And then it comes to this lady's turn. She... First and second here. That's not good. Okay, so the 17 hit the back. No, it does not. So she clicks the chain around her waist and it comes <coughs> loose. She goes to swing it. First swing comes at the head of the back. The back just kind of dumps turtle turtle. turtle, 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 yeah, and just it flails. And then she comes around the second time and just barely misses your kneecaps. <coughs> All right, well, now you've made me angry. And now she's got a hold of it in both hands, like, all right, now I'm pissed. And now it's Esther's turn. All right, Esther. If you cast magic while within melee range, you do it at disadvantage. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, We're just going to attempt to whack him upside the skull with our weight bar. Oh, should I re-roll that? No, it, only okay. if it rolls on the floor do I make you okay. re-roll it. Well, <laughs> shit, okay. That's a five. I know it does What's matter. five plus what? That, that's they have a very low AC. That's the that's the hit, is five. Oh, okay. Yeah, Three plus two, five. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, top of the line, Zabek. All right. She is going to... I should have rolled that at advantage against the back because the back is flanked. Too late! The back is going to step one to the left or right. doesn't matter. Okay. She's going to be susceptible to two... No, she wouldn't. She's still within I'm their still within attack range. range. But I'm oh, yeah, flanked, you're right. So okay, so it, it's up to you. Left doesn't or right. Doesn't matter. Dealer's choice. Yeah, d- there, fine. Okay. That's 11 to hit Little, mi- little Miss Chain Bitch. It's an 11 to hit. That's mm. uh, a miss. Damn. Well, it's lives. Alright. So, Mercer's turn. Mercer's going to look at the one on Celine, and he's going to firebolt uh, him. 
with a critical hit. Ooh. Now you rolled double damage for that, right? Yep. And I've been doing the rolling double dice. Okay. For seven points of damage. Number is he? Number five. That's the first time he's been hit. Yep. He's not too happy anymore. That and then Mercer is going to shift around Celine to what would be her right to be in line with the elf. Yes, right there. Okay. You have line of sight of her, but you're not in perfect line. That's fine. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, perfect. right to here? Yep. That was Mercer's turn, Celine's turn. She she looks at the, the guy and uh, she sits there and she goes, Oh yeah? And he needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Now is this one of those spells that uh, oh wait, it wouldn't be a disadvantage. Nope, because it's a saving throw. He needs to make a what saving throw? Wisdom. Okay, so a straight roll. It's going to be a 14. Okay, so he takes half damage as he hears dissonant whispers in his head saying, you know, he's small, he's not attractive, and all that. He, he's, he's little. Yes. <laughs> and so, let's see, five, seven, eight, four points of damage. <laughs> nice. Just enough. As you see this guy's head just starts to quiver and shake, his eyes turn red, blood starts to slowly run down oh his nose. Oh my gosh! And starts to come out of his ears, and then all of a sudden you see it come out of his eyes, and that's when you know he... She just reaches out and just... Tap, and he just... Poof, straight to the ground. Okay, that was horrific. Well, it's it's psionic damage, right? It is. Yeah, it is. It's a bit much. Well, it's psionic damage. It, it affects from a psychic perspective, not a yeah. melee perspective or a basic elemental yes. sort of thing. It's something that happens in your head, so it's like having the world's worst headache that won't go away. And she, she stays there. All right, so now it's Black Rift's turn. So he goes 510 right to here, and you're flanked again. This guy goes to hit Esther again. He's down. Uh, at a quick, before you, you get too crazy here, huh. at a quick glance, uh, from where we're standing, how is Zebek looking? Looking okay? Looking, starting to get look like, <laughs> or like, help me, I'm dying. How does Zebek look? She's looking rough. She could probably use a little help. But okay. if you have to help other people first, it's fine. Okay. So. So, the roll on Esther. Yeah, it's a mess. Roll on Zabak. It's a 21. Dang it. You got me. 
for six points of damage. Ouch. Okay, now Zabak needs help. Well, you only take three on that one. Oh, I do? Because you're raging. Right, 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 right. Unless, yeah, unless right. the weapon's magical. Is it, is it magical? No. Okay, yeah, so. Well. All right, she's she's up, and she's she's a little bloody maybe, but. Which means that the crit that Zabak took would have been half damaged as well. So that five points would have gone down to two points. I don't know if you changed that or not. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's what that okay. was. Okay. <clears throat> All right. And so the other one. All right. So it's her turn. It was her or me? No, the mysterious elf lady. <clears throat> she takes one hand off of the chain, reaches down, and from behind one of the flaps of the leather, pulls out two more daggers. Oh, there now! And chucks them that way. Yeah, Oh, I'm right at the 30 mark, aren't I? 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Yep. She's at disadvantage. Because hmm. I'd be 35, right? Take that back. She does not do that because those the range of those is twenty feet. I say, I mean, she can chuck them. She won't have disadvantage. She does not do that. She takes two swings at the back. No. So. so the first one. Was a 19 to hit you, Ooh. and the second one was a 20 to hit Ow, you. Ow! So, first things first. That's six and six. So, 12 points of damage. Oh, and she's down. Did she go down? Yeah, she KO'd. Did she die from the first hit or the second hit? The first one. The 12? Well, it was half. No. Oh. No, it was. Yes. Yeah, so well, you're still, still raging, raging yeah. right? So that twelve would have been knocked down to six. Because yeah. I rolled two sixes for damage, okay. so you took three six. and three. Six. Yeah, I took six points of damage. Right. So did the first hit knock you down, or yes. the second one? Oh, no, neither of them did then. So you're still up. Yes. Never mind. Okay. That's why I'm asking. Oh, that's right. Cause okay. you're raging. I see. The nineteen and the t okay. I thought they were... Yeah, no. It was two hits, and they both successfully hit. Got it. Yes. And I rolled threes, and the attack was with a plus three. So, six and six. <laughs> okay. So, if you're still up, then, if you're still up, then, for the first hit, I need you to make a strength saving throw. Seven. Seven. No, 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 no. Nine. Sorry, nine. Nine? Okay. You don't make it. So uh, you... You're raging, right? Yeah. You have advantage on strength saving throws. Right. That's right. Oh, def yeah, definitely don't make it. Okay. So, Zabak drops her hammer. Oh, shit. And then you need to make dexterity saving throw for the second hit. 
Oh, at twenty. Okay. At twenty. So when she swung, she swung the chain at you again, right? Yeah. This time, when she swung the chain, you were holding the hammer. She hit your arms. Ouch. You didn't make your strength saving throw, and it causes you to drop the hammer to the ground. The second hit was at your legs, same time as before, trying to hit the knees. But she doesn't quite make it on point like she tried to, so you just took the damage. She was trying to knock you pro. <coughs> What's the matter? You've got this look on your face. I don't like, know if I like this. I'm not <laughs> trying to coke with coffee. And vanilla. <laughs> it smells good. Oh, uh, okay. So that makes it Esther's turn. What does Esther do? Esther is going to... I want to do. How many first levels do I have per day? Just one or two. For spells? Yes. I'm sec- since I'm second level, did it book or two? I can't get to the book at the moment. Are you able to? Well, well sorry, what was the question? How many first level spells does she have at second level as a sorceress? Is that here in just a second? <clears throat> first level spells, she would have three. Oh! Okay. Three it's, spell slots. That's, that's right. All right. <clears throat> well, uh... We're gonna hit him with a chaos bolt. You are casting at disadvantage. Oh, well, okay, can I? All right, I'm a backup. Because you're within melee range. Back away, that incurs I, an attack of opportunity. Uh, I understand. So your, option, your options are cast at disadvantage, incur an attack of opportunity, or just, um, um, Words escaping me. Words are hard. Um, exactly the melee wait, wait, wait. If I use Earth Tremors, though. Is that where you have to roll the hit? It, you cause a tremor in the ground. Uh, each creature must make a dex save. How many creatures does that affect? It affects within 10 feet. You can do that. Because okay. I'm going to do that. Because that's him having to roll a save rather than you rolling an attack. <clears throat> right. So he's got to make a dex save. So I think, uh, 11, I think. Okay. Dexterity saving throw. This one. Yeah. So it's uh, 13. 13. Well, I rolled a 17 and he's got a plus one. Oh. Sorry. Well, okay. So I guess nothing happens. Yeah. Okay, well, she's gonna run away! <laughs> Again, if you try to run off, it incurs an attack of opportunity. What's his speed? 30. 30. Well, that's not gonna do shit now, is it? Okay. It's not like he has tiny legs like Mercer. Right. <laughs> Mercer's not any faster. Right. Uh, Mercer's 25. So I'm going to move at 25. And he runs at a 30. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Like, she could, if he had short legs like Mercer, then 
she can always stay five feet ahead of me. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I thought you were saying Mercer was faster. I'm like, no. 25 versus 30? No, you are not faster. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yep, she's just going to have to lay in the bed she's made. So, we'll see that. All right. So, that's Esther's. Yeah, it's Esther's turn. So, top of the line is the back. I'm going to do. How long does that rage last for? One minute. Okay. How many rounds in are you now? We're like four rounds in. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. No, I used those. Dang it. I used those. Okay. Um. Run away! To try to flank. With Esther. You, you incurred two. I understand that, and I accept that. It is a consequence. So where is the back going? She's going to move to flank with Esther. So straight back, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, to right here? Mm-hmm. Okay, so she runs to here. Both uh, the, go the Black Rift guy and her get attacks of opportunity. She rolled a 15. Nope. And he rolls. Oh, wait, that's here. He rolls an 11. Ha! They both miss! Get wrecked. Alright, and so now she has the this Black Rift guy flanked with Esther. What's she doing? Uh, she's now gonna try to wallop this dude. Alright, you get to roll at advantage to attack. Oh, that's gonna be dirty 20. That's a hit. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It'll be the first time this guy's gotten hit. Get fucked, dude. Oh, man! This is not even fair! What'd you do? Minimum damage! What'd Five! You're gonna crack him upside the head. Plus your two for rage. Oh yeah, seven. So even though that's minimum damage, knowing what these guys' hit points are, that's still a lot of damage. Bonk. She fucks him up. Yeah, he ain't happy now. So that was the back. Mercer's turn. Mercer's gonna be move twenty feet. Uh, what would be to my right? So he's gonna move towards the water. Oh, this way? Yeah. 5, 10, 15, 20. Yep. And then Firebolt, the one in between Zebek and. Yeah. 15 to hit. That's a hit. Yes! For seven points of fire damage. As he you go goes down. <laughs> like you see it hit the side of his head and it's, it's like a wave. His head goes to the side and then his body just sort of follows and he just <laughs> right down onto the ground. He go down, fall he fall down, go boom. Is that all Mercer's doing? Uh yes. Celine's turn. Celine does the exact same thing. She moves 20. Right here? Yep. And then, uh... 
choices, choices. Um, the the minion. Uh, she's going to try to um, firebolt him. The yeah. the other black rift guy. How, yeah. How how bad is he looking? Does does he look like he's taking any damage? Yes, he looks like he's taking several hits. Several. So so does he look like he's on his last leg? Kinda. Yeah. Uh, then actually, yeah, she's gonna do fireball. What? Okay, roll to hit. Yeah. Twenty to hit. Twenty. What's the minimum damage she can do? One, and she did one. He's still up. Since you know you jinxed me again for <laughs> two weeks in a row on this, <laughs> I did not jinx you. What's the minimum damage you can roll? One. One. <laughs> Jinxed me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Alright. So that was Celine. It's now his turn. And you hear her go, Run! So he, 5, 10, 15, 20, it's like 60 feet, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 50, 55, 60 dashes in. And she follows suit. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60 in. And that makes it Esther's turn. Esther. Technically, I'm going to keep you guys in initiative depending on what actions you choose to do in the okay. next round. So that motherfucker is down? Right. Is he dead? Yes. He's dead, okay. So you guys have four Black Rift guards who are now dead laying in the sand. Strip their clothes off and disguise ourselves! Okay, they're wearing armor. Yeah, that's okay. Spellcasters can't get by with armor. I'm not, I'm literally not allowed, or it just won't do anything for me. It will hinder your spellcasting. Oh, shit. That's why spellcasters don't wear armor. Are any of them wearing, like, what's the thing you put over your armor? A tabard? Tabard! Are any of them wearing a tabard? No, what can not. I what can I take off of them that's black rifty that will make me look like a black rift person that isn't The armor, armor is what makes them identifiable as black rift. How will it affect my spell casting? I just won't be able to do it. I think uh, so there's there's no longer arcane spell failure. The thing is she's not proficient in it, so like uh, the, the just, way I would put it is your attack your spell casting attack rolls would be a disadvantage and all of the spell all of the saving throws that they have to your spells would be at advantage. But I could still hit them with my weight bar, no problem, right? Even that would probably be a disadvantage because you're not accustomed to wearing the armor. I just want to wear it as a disguise, not for any efficacy. Well it's armor. Armor is armor. <laughs> Alright, fine, I'd do it anyway. You put the armor on? Mm-hmm. Are we in agreement that we should disguise ourselves? I'm focused on these two that are running away right now. Oh, shoot. I forgot about That's that. That's why I said I'm keeping you guys in initiative for the next round, depending on what you choose to do. Because I can still yeah. hit All them. All right, let's chase them down instead. Assuming I, can, assuming I can see them, I can still hit them. This is forest and brush. So they ran into trees. Correct. Not literally into trees, but... Don't! <laughs> into the trees. Certainly and it not. is... It's not like hindering movement heavy brush. So I should be able to see them. If it's not if it's not hindering at any given time they could have at least half cover. Mercer's perfectly fine. He uh, with his uh, improved arcane focus, he ignores half cover. 
Okay. All right, Esther's chasing after, chasing them down too. Well. And here comes the back. Okay, so is Esther gonna try to don armor from a black rip no. guy or? No, she's not doing that. Okay. So, still Esther's turn. What is Esther doing? Magic missile. Oh wait, I already did that. No, I have one more. Magic missile. Wait, is it your spell's magic missile, or are you taking one of the stars off and chucking it? My spell, not... This is not a dire circumstance. Okay. So, magic missile to the chain bitch. Oh. What's the range on magic missile? Up to 120 feet. I'm pretty sure I'm within. I think you have to move a little. Well, if I got moved. 10, 15, 20, 25... 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, 85, 90, 95, 100, 105. Ooh, yeah. You are within range. Okay. Pew, pew, so you pew. hit her for how much total? Double check because you have had struggles in the past. And math hard. That wasn't your math moment. Look, I say it. You can see why it throws me off. Look, my orange one. I know. Is I know. Oriented. I know. Differently from the other two. So it throws me off because I can't find my black one. Every time I come here, I lose a die. You owe me a new dice set. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Your hey, no, 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 no. I. Gave you a new dice set. I know you did. And I appreciate that. Yeah, she didn't like that too much. Um, are you moving at all? That's the only other thing you have. Yeah, I'm going to run up 30 feet. Esther's mad. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Alright. So that's Esther's turn. Zabak. What is Zabak doing? Zabak is going to haul ass to catch up with them. Try to dash? Yes. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. Can I? Oh, I can't because I moved. Full dash. I was going to ask if I could claw a tree as an attack, like hang on to my rage. No, a dash action is a full round action. All right. All right. Yeah, that's it for me. Mercer. Uh, so Mercer is going to move up 25 feet. Just straight? Straight line. Like this way? Yep. Make me move my book. How dare you. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Right on the edge of the forest. He's going to firebolt her. What's the range on firebolt? 120 feet. And yeah, you 19 to hit. That hits. For five points of fire damage. Okay. Is that all he does? Uh, yeah, that's all he can do. And Celine? Celine's going to move up 30 feet. And then I need Straight a distance. Yeah, and then I need a distance check. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So right here with him. 
specifically between her and yeah. the mysterious woman? Yep. Okay. Let's set this off to the side for a second here. Let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 50, 50, 50, 60, 60, 70, 75. I'm going to call it 70 because there's a lot of diagonal movement. Okay. So, yeah, at this point, she's going to have to firebolt. A 17 to hit. Uh, hits. For three points of damage. <laughs> I did not jinx you. Not this time. What's the minimum damage roll? One, which is what I rolled, you asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am the DM. I am god of the game. Why have you done it? All right. Is that all Selene does? Yeah, that's all she can do. All right. So this guy dashes again. 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 35, 40, 45. And at this point, he gets into too thick of brush. You cannot see him anymore. And she does follow suit and gets in, and you cannot see her anymore either. Okay. So, so I holler at Zebek since I've lost sight. Or, Celine hollers at Zebek. Says, come here. Alright, alright. She turns around and comes back, and she too has lost sight. So where where is the back going? Straight uh, over to yeah, Celine. Yeah, she'll go back to Celine. So first thing that happens is Celine uses uh, she does cure wounds. Thank you. On Zebek. For how much, my friend? I will tell you in one moment. No, tell me now. Uh, let's see, it's a D8 plus spellcasting modifier. Eight, five plus spellcasting modifier, which is a four, so you gain nine hit points back. Yay! Mercer rummages through his backpack and hands you a potion. It says, drink out. If he does, what do I do? Uh, two D4 plus two. says, hey, I think we should uh, take a little bit of time and, you know, rest and bandage up. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so do we want to strip the guys that we killed so we can oh, disguise we will. ourselves? Okay. Uh, well, not disguise yourselves. Um, because Celine can't wear the armor. It'll, it'll impact her. She's not going to mess with that. Um, but absolutely, we are going to strip them and take all their gear. Um, but, so we're going to take a short rest real quick. Okay. We're going to kind of like tuck over into, the, we're going to drag the bodies over 
to kind of like in that little yeah, uh, like, like, woodsy area off into the corner. We'll right? strip yeah, him and kind hide of give us a little bit of cover. Strip him um, and hide him. What about the boat? What do you want to do with the boat? Just leave it right there? Uh, uh, no. no, we're going to pull it up on shore. And hide it as well. Not near the bodies. Okay. Well, Only because I know you guys aren't super strong. Oh, no. We're, we're, we're probably able to pull it up on shore, and that's about it. No. So if you're going to try to hide the boat anywhere else other than the shore, it's going to be a combined group of strength, strength checks. Ooh. All right. So, in that hour-long rest, is oh. anything specific you're doing, or do you want yes. me to tell so, you? Yes, so, uh, Celine uses her Song of Rest, so you can use Soothing Music uh, or Orientation to help revitalize your wounded allies during a short rest. If you or any of your friendly creatures who can hear the, the performance regains hit points at the end of the short rest, each of those creatures can regain an extra 1d6 hit points. So, Mercer is going to use... A hit die to try to heal back, and so he'll get a d8 plus a d6. Okay. And then he would recommend Zebek do the same thing. Yes. So he gains seven hit points back, so he's only down uh, two. Now is that like one of those uh, hit die roll things? Yeah, yeah. So I, since we're level two, we have two hit dice, so we can use one of. We can roll a hit die during a short rest to regain. And then the plus six is because of the song of rest. Yes. So you get to roll like a d12 plus a d6 to regain health. Oh, well, the d6 alone gives me all my health back. Um, so we'll just call it. Esther. What does Esther roll? Hmm? What does Esther roll to... Uh, whatever your hit die is. Uh, you know that I don't know that. Well, you, that should Sorcerer. be a spot on there where you write that down. I don't have it filled in. I'll tell you in a second. I think it's a Thank D6. You. That sounds right. I think so, too. Uh, yep, D6. Okay. So you can roll 2D6. Okay, so here's my next question. Because... She said the D6 alone healed Zabak. Does she have to use a, a hit die, or can she just roll the no, D6? No, because you have to you have to expend with the ability. You have to expend a way to gain hit points back. Because uh, it, it says, yeah, if you are your friendly creatures who can hear you perform, regain hit points at the end of the short rest, each of those creatures regain an extra D6. Okay. So the back still has to use up one of her hit dice. Yes. That's fine. I'm just asking because if that's how it's supposed to go, that's how it's supposed to go. Yeah. It's fine. Alright. She's fully healed either way. It doesn't matter. So now that that's all done, you guys want to know what you found on the bodies? Yes. Okay. Because it's all going to go in Mercer's back. So between what you between what was left behind here at the boat, you have um, you have the two elven elven daggers, which don't look like normal elven daggers. They have a slight difference to them. Mercer and Celine both want one. If no one else in the party cares. Okay. One unique thing about those daggers. They cannot be used for melee. They are strictly designed for 
ranged attacks. Oh, that's, that's the difference. Um, that's fine. And given that you two are now have them and are looking at them, you are entitled to history checks. Roll high. For what purpose is this history check? To recognize the dagger because it's very rarely seen. Well, because and the reason I ask is because whenever I make an intelligence history check related to magical items, alchemical objects, or technological devices, none of the above. Okay. I would get. This is a history history check. You did not roll a 20. I, I rolled a natural. You did not roll a... Screw you. Okay. Plus 7, so a 27. Look at, look at this. What? The label on the dry erase is like smudging off. It's a cheap out. marker. What do you That's, expect? I am so insulted. So yes, 27. 27. All right. What exactly are these daggers and what are their special names? What did... Uh, clearly named who, who, rolled, who did you roll the Mercer. Mercer. Okay. Mercer. What Mercer. did Celine get? Uh, well... It doesn't matter, because he don't... Okay. Uh, she rolled an 11. Plus. Okay, so it doesn't matter. But Mercer's the one who's who knows what's going down with these things. Alright, so you don't, you don't know much, because there's not a whole lot known. However, because you rolled a natural 20, I can give you a little bit. You know that these daggers were strictly made by a single sub-race of elf, who were known as Stoic Warriors refugees from a distant era and a long forgotten race. Oh my. They referred to themselves as Najima, which is the Elven is a like a dialect of Elven tongue referred to as Far Elves. You were left to believe that their subrace died off. Ooh. However they did not. They're just they're basically considered an endangered species. They have their own variation of dialect mm -hmm. of elven language. So it's not like they're going to talk to a high elf or a wood elf in the, the, the elvish ear and be able to understand one another. Yeah. You also know that they are very, very... Uh, uh, skilled in unique ways that even rogues and assassins are somewhat hesitant Basically, long story short, what I'm saying is if you survived an attack against one, you should consider yourself extremely lucky. Mercer uh, makes a little note on his book. I'm lucky. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more I can tell you, but like I said, you uh, you got that much only because you rolled a 20. I mean, I got 27. What was the DC? The DC? Yeah. The DC was 25. For what you just gave me? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, because you said you could give more, so I didn't know if there was... No, 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 no. If there was more that I could have given you, I would have. Okay. And that being said, the intention, the intention was you guys actually do research into these people. Yeah. But because, like I said, you rolled a natural 20, I was going to give you a little bit. Okay. Okay, so that's what you found. That's from the elf. Um, each of the warriors had four throwing axes, so four, eight, twelve, sixteen throwing axes. Dang. One of them had a heavy crossbow and a set of 16 bolts. And then they all had their battle axes and chain shirts. Oh, and they all had a shield. Haha, -ha, Mercer takes his shield and claims victory over it. 
Oh, did you lose your shield when you lost your bag? Yes. Oh. So you now have a shield with the Black Rift insignia branded onto it. Not branded. It's um, layers of steel forged together, and it has an indent. So it's 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 like um, pressed into the metal. Mm-hmm. Similar to how somebody will take an insignia ring and make, put their insignia into a uh, a droplet of uh, wax. Okay, so that brings my C back up to a 17 again. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. They all did have a little bit of coin on them. And out of four of them... Where's the other one? Uh, evens or odds? I don't care which one of you. Evens. One of them had a potion of healing on them. Same one, the 2d4 plus 2? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Marshall restocks that. And then among the four of them, you find six gold pieces. That was six total or six per? Six per. Okay, so you you, you get six to six. Okay. Sorry, I should have said that. That's why I asked for clarification. I got it. You guys have taken an hour-long rest. Yep. You've collected up... All the stuff. All the stuff. Armor, weapons. Everything. Everything. They're left in their skivvies. So you even took clothes? No. No, they're they, 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 get, they get to keep their underwear and their, their undershirt. Anything not okay. valuable. I do, however, take their socks. <laughs> Why? Okay. Not, they're not allowed to have socks in the other world. Cold toes forever, eh? Dang right. Okay. Strange, but okay. So what are you guys doing now? The compass is pointing a very specific direction, which, from the way you can see it, looking overlooking the entire island, you can tell it's pointing you directly towards the volcano itself. Well, let's go. I guess so at this point we gotta head that way. Yeah. All right. Let me see here. Do, 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 do. Right, so you can tell it's going to take several hours to get there. Right. I'm resting, right? You, you did take a short rest. But like I said, it's going to take several hours to get to the volcano. And then from there, figure out what you need to do. So, what I'm going to do, for every four hours of travel that you take, you're going to make a survival check. In order to make sure you're on the correct path, you need six total checks. On a failed check, you not only have to re-roll, but you run the risk of running into some kind of an encounter. Okay. Well, it might be a good thing. It might be a bad thing. You have 
between the possibility of terrain issues, creatures, or the potential for both. I don't like that. All right. I don't like any of that. I know you don't. So, six successful rolls. I'll lay out a D6 right here. First one. You guys go, you guys take off into the woods then? Towards, yeah. So, first four hours, uh, survival checks from all four members. Oh, well, okay, hmm. Zabat got a nap 20. Okay. What did uh, Esther get? Esther got an 11. Okay. 15 from Celine and a 9 from Mercer. Okay, so half and half, that is a fail. Okay. Nothing to do with me. Here's how many Christmas songs. <laughs> Poopy season has barely begun, and you are on Christmas songs. Yep. I I don't. So, you guys get kind of in there, you get through different areas of trees and brush, you're following where the compass is going, but it, it you keep feeling like, okay, well, do you guys ever see that Mythbusters episode where they were blindfolded and were told, okay, walk straight ahead oh, yeah. in a field, and they actually started to veer left, right, yeah, go in a circle. Yeah, veering all over the place. That's kind of what you guys get to doing. You get so focused on maneuvering towards the volcano and looking at the compass that you're like, you're, you're, you're getting off course a little okay. bit. Uh, you get near a broad stream of salt water that connects to the ocean, stretches a glittering field of granular sand. The sand covers the ground in a 10-foot radius. Anyone who touches the sand or steps inside the space begins to feel odd. Oh no, I'm not, I'm not okay with that. Uh, can we investigate the sand? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh no, that isn't going to know shit. It's investigation, right? Just regular... Well, you said you wanted to do investigation, so I'm letting you do it. Okay. Fifteen? Fifteen. Getting anything? You know that there's something magical going on. Well, duh. Alright, can I spend a little more time and reinvestigate? Um... Well, I don't have identify, so that would... Would that just be a waste of time? Well, it costs to detect magic. I don't have it. I do. Oh, well, then there you go. Okay. Your character recalls back to when... Is it Mercer that's doing it? Okay, Mercer recalls back to when you were in the orrery at the Temple of the Arched Sky. And when you were in the orrery, you detected a variety of different types of magic, one of which was being, was a universal cosmic magic, which you knew could have a number of different meanings behind it. It was no one school of magic. You're picking up the same magic here. He, uh... He grabs, like, one of his little coin pouches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's empty. 
and he scoops up some of the sand and ties it off. You pitch your hand and the bag in, your hand and bag turn invisible. You pull it back out, you now have a bag of sand, but you can see the bag in your hand again. Ooh, what? I'm gonna fill up, okay. Give me an arcana check, and you do get advantage on this. Thirty-two. A natural spring of dust of disappearance. I'm gonna fill up my bag. You guys, from the way you're seeing the sand, mm-hmm. basically what you're seeing, the compass starts to do this number where it goes back and forth, it's, back and forth. Oh, and it's confused. You're picking up that there's a little bit of dust from astral metal Ooh. mixed into the sand. Based off where you're seeing the glittery sparkle, you get the feeling that you can get one more solid bag of this. I was going to ask if I could... You have it. You take the bag. This girl... I don't have a bag. I have vials. Can I do anything? You can just just put your coins in your backpack and take your coin pouch. Oh! That's a good idea. Okay, I'll do that. So you now have, with the pouch you have, you have one solid use of dust of disappearance. And I'm assuming that's Mercer. Mm-hmm. Mercer. Which, uh, between Zabak and Esther, who did the... Uh... That would be Esther. Okay, so you have one use of dust of disappearance. And how do I use that? You basically sprinkle it over whatever you want. So like you sprinkle it over yourself, you could go invisible for a short duration. Now, you said that was Esther and Mercer who were doing that? Mm-hmm. So while they're doing that, Zabak and Celine are allowed perception checks. Mm, not horrible. 20. 20 and... Okay, so Celine catches it. Uh, Zabak does not. I don't like that. How long does that dust I can find it. it. I'm not sure off top of my head. You would have to tell us. Um, it, or I can go it, look it yeah, up. Yeah, just look it up. It should be standard straight out of one of the books. Right. I'll go grab I'll go it here in a second. Is there a... Is there a what? Skill, um, talking to James. Is there a skill check? Blah, blah, blah. There we go. Thanks, right? I'll, I'll, I'll get all the information on you. Alright. So, Celine starts to hear as you, as Esther and Mercer are looking into the pit of sand. Mm-hmm. That's what you hear. You start to hear what sounds like several buzzing sounds of bugs. Man, I really don't like that. Use your action to throw it in the air, and you and each creature and object within 10 feet become invisible for 2d4 minutes. And the duration is the same for all targets under the effect. Okay. Dang, that's pretty... That's gonna come in handy, I think. 
Yes, yes, it will. Got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. Okay, sorry. With the buzzing, say it again. As Esther and Mercer were up here dealing with the sand right here, Celine and Zabak are just kind of sitting right here. Mm -hmm. oh, that could probably be switched. Just kind of listening, paying it, keeping an eye on whatever. And Celine starts to hear what sounds like several little buzzing sounds. Yeah, I don't like that. We need to go. Bugs. Move. What? Bugs, move. Ah! You guys get one action. What do you do? Uh. Which way do I hear the, the bugs coming from? That way. Oh, on the opposite side of the pit. Hey, and that's which way? Invisible. Which way is the. Uh, compass pointing. Compass is pointing in a slightly more direction at an angle away from the sand on the side you guys are on. Uh, Mercer and Celine are going to run that way. Uh, let's use our fancy new sand to make ourselves invisible. You want to use your, your use yet? Well, wait a second. Wait a second. I'll use we're still We're still right by the sand, aren't we? Yeah, You're not you, giving us anymore. Yeah, but you only got the hint that you only were going to be able to get two uses out of what you picked up. But I'm still right next to the master quantity. Let me rephrase that. Out of what you saw there, you found two solid bags worth that were a use each. So you picked up the bulk of what pieces of dust of astral metal were in the sand. Okay. The book okay, said, you're the book, no fun. Hey, the book said <laughs> that you guys find 1d4 plus 1 use. He used up the plus one use when he said, I pick up a bag of it. So I rolled a D4 and I rolled a one. So you found one additional use in that pit of sand. Okay, okay. I, so we make I'm haste. not amused. Fine, we run away. Like the scaredy cats we are. You guys start to run away. No. Yes. And you, as you are running away, do any of you look back? I yeah. want to turn into a pillar of salt. And you just but start yeah. to see hundreds upon hundreds of insects start buzzing around the sand as they form like this big, big hurdle. It's almost like a gigantic beehive of bugs just everywhere. I don't but they're all like the size it. of mosquitoes. Yeah, keep moving. Swarms upon swarms upon swarms. Yeah, no. Here's what you didn't know those bugs were affected by the dust and the sand so you couldn't see them and when you disturbed the sand you kicked bugs. them up and they're like wait you're messing with our home use so yeah. out. out did they notice us they started to but you guys got out of there right before they had a chance to you attack. know like kind of like a beehive where you like you you go you by throw it, a rock at it you go by it and they all kind of come out and if you keep Staying in their cookie jar, they come after you. But if you run away, they settle down. Yeah. See, I told you. Sometimes encounters have a good, good side effect. Fine, I'll give you that one. <laughs> no others, just that. I, I get the the slight inkling feeling that James is hoping for a specific encounter. 
I, I don't know that Jason knows what encounters I don't know. are this, this is all outside of what I, I oh, did okay. before. So, so, that was the first roll. Unless you're talking about the, the natural crystals. Okay, so that was the first one. So you guys need to uh, re-roll that because you got caught off track. Okay. Well, this rolling? time uh, you are rolling survival checks. Right. Nope. Oh! Huh? Huh? So right. got a seventeen. Mercer got a ten. Esther got, or not Esther, Zabak got a natural twenty. Okay. Esther got a four. <laughs> Super effective. All right, so two failures. I'm going to give you a success after eight hours. Yay! So once again, you guys kind of get yourselves back on track. You start following the compass. Same thing all over again. You get really focused on that compass and your sense of direction just kind of goes askew just a little bit. Oh. This time you kind of get into more of a hefty amount of trees and everything. Ooh, and a cacophony, cacophony of... Cacophony? I love these interesting words that I can't pronounce. <laughs> Read more, fool! Of hoots Read explodes from the branches both above and ahead of you. Dozens of monkeys dance and leap from oh. tree to tree, screaming and howling at each other. I don't like this. <laughs> they appear to be both fighting and playing at the same time. You are entitled to a nature check. Uh, okay. Uh, nope. And wanna. maybe. I don't wanna. I don't wanna. 17. 17 makes it. Dirty 20 for Zabak. That's makes it. And a three that was for Esther. Three fails. Mercer doesn't make He doesn't even break a ten. Okay. Well, we're going to die. So the two that went over 15, you realize that the clever little beasts are a distraction to a second group of monkeys. The other two are just completely baffled by what they're saying. Ah, right. What's going on now? They're trying to distract us. Flee. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's run away. Run away! Run! Run, 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 so, run, 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 As you guys start to run away, you, you see these monkeys kind of hopping from tree branch to tree branch following you. Um, and then periodically, one of them will swing down almost at body level with you guys, mm -hmm. like real close to the ground off of a vine and back up. Nah. So, I need... You little shits. Leave us alone. Oh, you guys got lucky. One. I need one dexterity saving throw from everybody. Well, okay. Eh. Mercer okay. makes it, but Celine does not. Most likely. Okay, so what did everybody roll? Zabak got a 17. That makes it. Esther got a 13. Mercer got, that a, makes it. Oh, Mercer got a 21. That makes it. Celine got a uh, 11. Yeah. I need to see Celine's character sheet. Oh, no! I don't like that. Let's take a look here. I need to see your equipment. 
Yeah, she doesn't have any. Nothing at all? And she just has her... her. The clothes on her back. Yeah. She loses her coin purse then. Oh, no. So that's the only thing that's on her. Well, she has three coin purses, so... Which one? One, two, or three? <sighs> I'm going to roll a d6. Make it a d3. So one and two is a one. Two and three is two. So... Or three and four is a two, five and six. So left to right, silver, gold, platinum. One and two. So anything of silver that she has is stolen by the monkeys. Delicious. Good thing I wasn't gold. <laughs> the platinum and the, and the silver, I was like okay with. The, the gold, I was not. <laughs> right. Yeah. So a- after that, you start to see the monkeys just kind of scatter and then. You do notice that they all seem to be heading in a general single direction. It's up to you guys to decide. Do you want to pursue or just continue going? No. I wanna, I wanna, I'm following this line. I want to get away from these dead Yeah, monkeys. I ain't messing with no more monkeys. No. Yeah. I, no. Yeah. Mercer loves all her stuff. So what, what few things she keeps, Mercer has. Okay. <laughs> it, I was going to have a lot of fun at Mercer. <laughs> Poor Mercer. Well, yeah. not really, because the monkeys would, would have probably had a heyday, because all he has to do is just stop his arcane fusion, and then the bag just goes, and everything comes flying out. Uh, Which would have given them all a serious heyday, because I guarantee you some stuff would have been stolen. No. Yes. <laughs> but distraction, distraction would, to get us away would have been good. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at The LARP Channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.